TED Talks are recorded live at the TED Conference. This episode features undercover journalist Anas Aramea Anas. This talk contains powerful visuals. Download the video at TED.com. Here's Anas Aramea Anas. I am sorry I cannot show you my face. Because if I do, the bad guys will come at me. My journey started 14 years ago. I was a young reporter. I had just come out of college. Then I got a scoop. The scoop was quite a very simple story. Police officers were taking bribes from hawkers who were hawking on the streets. As a young reporter, I thought that I should do it in a different way so that it has a maximum impact since everybody knew that was happening, and yet there was nothing that was keeping it out of the system. So I decided to go there and act as a seller. As part of selling, I was able to document the hardcore evidence. The impact was great. It was fantastic. This is what many call immersion journalism or undercover journalism. I am an undercover journalist. My journalism is hinged on three basic principles. Naming, shaming, and jailing. Journalism is about results. It's about affecting your community or your society in the most progressive way. I have worked on this for over 14 years, and I can tell you the results are very good. One story that comes to mind in my undercover pieces is Spirit Child. It was about children who were born with deformities, and the parents felt that once they were born with those deformities, they were not good enough to live in the society, so they were given some concoction to take, and as a result, they died. So I built a prosthetic baby, and I went into the village, pretended as though this baby had been born with a deformity. And here was the guys who do the killing. They got themselves ready. In a bit to kill, I got the police on a standby. And they came that fateful morning to come and kill the child. I recall how they were seriously boiling the concoction. They put it on fire, it was boiling hot, getting ready to give to the kids. Whilst this was going on, the police, I had alerted the police, they were on the standby. And just as the concussion was ready and they were about to give it to the kids, I phoned the police and fortunately, they came and busted them. As I speak now, they are before the courts. Don't forget the key principles, naming, shaming, and jailing. The court process is taking place. And I'm very sure at the end of the day, we'll find them and we'll put them where they belong to. Another key story that comes to mind, which relates to this spirit child phenomenon, is the spell of the albino. I'm sure most of you may have heard in Tanzania, children who are born with albinism are sometimes considered as being unfit to live in the society. Their bodies are chopped off with machetes and it's supposed to be used for some concoctions or some potions for people to get money 
or some many, many stories people say about it. It was time to go undercover again. So I went undercover as a man who was interested in this particular business, of course. Again, a prosthetic arm was built. For the first time, I filmed on hidden camera the guys who do this. And they were ready to buy the arm, and they were ready to use it to prepare those potions for people. I am glad today the Tanzanian government has taken action. But the key issue is that the Tanzanian government could have only taken action because the evidence was available. My journalism is about hardcore evidence. If I say you have stolen, I show you the evidence that you have stolen. I show you how you stole it and when or what you used what you had stolen to do. What is the essence of journalism if it doesn't benefit society? My kind of journalism is a product of my society. I know that sometimes people have their own criticisms about undercover journalism. He brought out some money from his pocket and put it on the table that we should not be afraid. Uh, he wants to bring the cocoa and send it to Cote d'Ivoire. So with my hidden intention, I kept quiet. I didn't alter a word, but my colleagues didn't know. So after, after collection of the money, when he left, we were waiting for him to bring the goods. We decided, immediately he left, I told my colleagues that, since I was the leader of the group, I told my colleagues that if they come, we we'll arrest them. I don't even know the place called Brebre. I've never stepped there before, so I'm surprised. You see a hand counting money just in front of me. The next moment, you see the money in my hands counting. Whereas I have not come in contact with anybody, I have not done any business with anybody. When Metro News contacted investigative reporter Anas Arumia Anas for his reaction, he just smiled and gave this video extract he did not use in the documentary recently shown on screen. The officer who earlier denied involvement picks a calculator to compute the amount of money they will charge on the cocoa to be smuggled. This was another story on anti-corruption and here was him denying but you see, when you have the hardcore evidence, you are able to affect society. Sometimes these are some of the headlines that come. Any good things to you about this? That was my president. 
I thought that I couldn't come here without giving you something special. I have a piece, and I'm excited that I'm sharing it for the first time with you here. I have been undercover in the prisons. I have been there for a long time. And I can tell you, what I saw is not nice. But again, I can only affect society and affect government if I bring out the hardcore evidence. Many times, the prison authorities have denied ever having issues of drug abuse, issues of sodomy, issues of so many issues, they would deny that it never happened. How can you obtain the hardcore evidence? So I was in the prison. Now, what you are seeing is a pile of dead bodies. Now, I happen to have followed one of my inmates, one of my friends, from his sick bed till death. And I can tell you, it was not a nice thing at all. There were issues of bad food being served us. I recall that some of the food I ate is just not good for a human being. Toilet facilities, very bad. I mean, you had to queue to get proper toilets to attend. To, and that is what I even call proper when the four of us are on a manhole. It, it, it is something that if you narrate it to somebody, the person won't believe. The only way that you can let the person believe is when you show hardcore evidence. Of course, drugs was abundant. It was easier to get cannabis, heroin, and cocaine faster, even in the prison, than outside the prison. Evil in the society is an extreme disease. If you have extreme diseases, you need to get extreme remedies. My kind of journalism might not fit in other continents or other countries, but I can tell you it works in my part of the continent, Africa. Because usually when people talk about corruption, they ask, where is the evidence? Show me the evidence. I say, this is the evidence. And that has aided in me putting a lot of people behind bars. You see, we on the continent are able to tell the story better because we face the conditions and we see the conditions. That is why I was particularly excited when we launched our Africa Investigate series, where we investigated a lot of African countries. As a result of the success of Africa Investigate series, we are moving on to World Investigate. By the end of it, a lot more bad guys on our continent will be put behind bars. This will not stop. I'm going to carry on with this kind of journalism because I know that when evil men destroy, good men must build and bind. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I have, I have some questions for you. How did you end up in jail? This was just a few weeks ago, I believe, yeah? Sure. You know, undercover is all about setting the priorities right. So we got people to take me to court. And so I went through the very legal process because at the end of the day, the prison authorities will want to check whether indeed you have been there or not. And that's how I got in there. Oh, so someone, someone sued you in court and they took you there and you were in remand custody for part of it? Yes. That's and you did that deliberately? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, talk to me just about, about fear and how you, how you manage that because you're, you're regularly putting your life at risk. How, how, do you, how do you do that? You see, undercover is always a last resort. 
before we go undercover, we follow the rules. And I'm only comfortable and I'm purged of fear whenever I am sure that all the steps have been taken. I don't do it alone. I have a backup team who help ensure that the safety and all that systems are put in place. But you've got to take very intelligent decisions whenever they are happening. If you don't, you will end up losing your life. So, yes, when the backup systems are put in place, I'm okay, I go in. Risky, yes, but I mean, it's a hazard of a profession. I mean, everybody has the hazard. And once you say that is yours, you've got to take it as and when it comes. Well, you're an amazing human, and you've done amazing work, and you've told us a story like no story I think any of us have heard before. And uh, we're appreciative. We salute you. Thank you so much, Anas. Thank, Thank you. you. Stay safe. That was Anas Aramea Anas, recorded at TED 2013 in Long Beach, California, February 2013. For more information on TED, visit TED.com.